0: Hello, my name is David Osman. On behalf of the Independent Research Forum, welcome to this IRF podcast. With me today is Kathleen Kelly of Queen Anne's Gate Capital. Our subject for this podcast is the outlook for commodity prices in 2021. The Independent Research Forum promotes an extensive range of the best independent research providers from around the world both micro and macro, some stock pickers, some sector-specific, some country-specific, many global, and all investment-related. With the rollout of various COVID-19 vaccines, the world economy is poised to rebound from this deadly coronavirus pandemic in 2021 and 2022. Even so, at present, many investors are nervous about having too many bonds and equities in their investment portfolios given current valuations. Consequently, there is a strong case for considering investments in commodities, and I'm therefore especially pleased that we've been joined today by Kathleen Kelly, who is the Founder and Chief Executive Officer of Queen Anne's Gate Capital, a macroeconomic research and consulting firm with a commodity focus, which is based in New York. Prior to launching Queen Anne's Gate Capital as a research firm, Kathleen ran a commodity-focused global macro hedge fund of the same name. She has over 25 years' experience in macro research and portfolio management with firms such as Kingdom Capital Management, Vantis Capital and Tudor Investment Corporation. Kathleen holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in Economics with a minor in Mathematics from Smith College and a General Course degree in Econometrics from the London School of Economics. Queen's Gate Capital is an advisory service which combines fundamental research, insight into physical markets and a risk management overlay to identify opportunities in the commodity investment space. Founded by Kathleen Kelly in 2015... The firm has unique access to both producers and consumers as well as the ability to interpret data from physical markets which is then incorporated into the financial models thereby producing a differentiated commodity forecast. Catherine, welcome. Let's begin with a brief introduction to the publications and other services that Queen Anne's Gate Capital provides to your clients in the commodity-producing, financial, and industrial sectors around the world.
1: Hi, and thank you so much for having me today. Um, yes, as you mentioned, our firm provides a number of different products depending on the needs of the client, uh, including, but not but not limited to, uh, weekly emails on the outlook for commodities, uh, which goes into every different commodity grouping and looks at what is coming this week, what are the fundamental variables that are moving, and what data releases are coming out and how they should be interpreted. And then on Wednesdays, after the U.S. releases their uh, Department of Energy report, we we release an in-depth analysis of both that report and all of the other oil-related data points that have come out during the week that we think are relevant. So, in addition to the OPEC report and the IEA report. We look at the drilling productivity report. We look at the rig reports, you know, anything oil related. And that comes out on a Wednesday. And then for some clients, we have daily reports that are mostly focused on the oil markets, um, some on natural gas markets. And we also do bespoke re- uh, research on different commodities for different clients.
0: So Kathleen, you accurately forecast that the crude oil price would be strengthening in the early part of this year. Given your close relationships with some of the members of the OPEC, what do you expect to happen to crude oil prices during 2021?
1: Right. So we have been very involved uh, in the oil markets over the last three years and as, as an advisor to one of the leaders of OPEC. And so we have sat in on the OPEC meetings behind the scenes looking at policy choices and outcomes and so we have a unique perspective on how OPEC is managing its communications and its information and we were one of the firms only firms I think that really forecast the breakup of OPEC that we saw early in uh 2020 when there was a um dissolution of the agreement, although temporarily, but because of a rift between Russia and Saudi Arabia. And so we had a seat at that table watching that whole process evolve and were warning clients that that, that was about to come, which obviously had huge impact on prices in, in the first half of 2020. So what we have seen recently is is further evolution of the relationships within OPEC and we we actually participated in bringing together the the agreement with when OPEC came back to the table and and agreed to curtail production with OPEC plus and so we know very well how this is playing out and what the risks are to the agreement Um, Having said all of that, we think that the recent agreement where Saudi Arabia voluntarily took a million barrels a day of oil off the market was a present, a gift to oil producers every place because... Despite the focus on compliance within OPEC, there really has been um, some significant non-compliance. And so those members that have been not complying with the agreement are basically backstopped now by this 1 million uh, barrels a day, extra cuts by Saudi Arabia. It also gives the U.S. producers, uh, obviously it's given the prices a lift and gives U.S. producers a little bit of a cushion as well. What we expect going forward for the year, and we've been telling people this since uh, the virus hit prices, is that we were going to gradually see a strengthening of prices throughout 2021 and 2022. Um, We see draws in inventories consistently throughout this year and next, and we think that there's a limited number of producers that can bring oil back quickly enough so we expect to see much higher prices over that period. So we're a very strong believer in the whole reflation trade. I'm getting ahead a little bit here, but we think that you will see and and keep in mind that energy is the only real input to everything we do. So as energy prices rise, other commodity prices, manufacturing components, everything rises. And that's the one thing that's been missing in 2020 is that energy prices stayed very low. But now we're fi- finally starting to see this this catch up in energy prices to other commodity prices. And that's going to really get this inflation trade, give it legs, because up until now, it's been expected, but we haven't actually seen the result. And now we're going to start seeing a resultant increase in the inflation, we think. So we expect energy prices to continue to rally uh, both this year and next year. And we think that you're going to see significant price spikes during certain periods, specifically the second quarter when we have very large draws this year in
0: inventories. And where do you see oil prices at the end of this year?
1: Uh, We think that you'll see Brent prices above 60. We actually have an average forecast for this year of $60. So we think that you can definitely see spikes towards 70 during this calendar year.
0: And how do you see the outlook for precious metals, uh, particularly gold, silver, platinum, and palladium?
1: So we think one thing that's been missing from the gold market all along in this rally has been physical demand strengthening. And so you've seen the Chinese market trading at a discount to the London market all along And that's recently switched. Part of the reason it's switched is because the Chinese holidays are upon us for the new year. Um, And so that's usually the strongest period of physical demand. But it is comforting that physical demand has finally come back. And it was strong into the Indian holidays as well at the end of this year. So the combination of greater demand from investors looking to offset um, weakening currencies, especially the dollar, and to hedge for more inflation to hedge against um, larger fiscal deficits. You know that investor demand is still there, and we think now that combined with with physical demand is going to mean that gold prices and silver prices will make new highs. We think that you know this recent strengthening of the dollar. So in the the second week here of January, we're seeing the dollar bounce a little bit. It's just a natural reaction to higher yields, but we think eventually the dollar will head lower as, as yields stabilize and, and go lower as well. And so that will set up for a move higher in gold and silver. Also in PGMs, but investment demand there is not as large as it is in gold. You know, it has an industrial uses in platinum and palladium. And we think that we have a very strong view that people are going to be driving more and that gasoline demand is going to be the, the real strength of the whole oil complex, energy complex this year. And that's going to mean that car sales, both used and new, are going to continue to um, be strong. And so palladium especially benefits from the industrial uses in
0: internal combustion engines. And how about the prospects for uh, base metals, particularly copper, nickel, um, and iron ore?
1: So I think you, you saw that You know, industrial strength in China after COVID came back very quickly because of stimulus there, and that moved base metals higher very quickly, and they've had a very big run. You also had some supply constraints due to outages in uh, South America, for example, in, in Africa, and so there was a mismatch between supply and demand, but that's largely been fixed, and so now you're seeing that supply has come back in most of these regions and demand seems to be slowing slightly. So a second lockdown in China is part of that. And part of it is that the stimulus is is tailing off a bit. So you're starting to see signs of activity slowing in China, which has been the real center of demand. And you're starting to see supply pick up. So the story for base metals is that you're going to have this massive demand spike due to electric vehicles needing more of all of these metals to to build all of these cars. And so we think while that could certainly be an effect that is seen over the next couple of years, we don't expect it this year. We think that actually most industrial metals are going to be in surplus for this year And that the prices, um, the run-up in prices is going to continue to to urge consumers to look elsewhere for substitutes. And we think that there's a growing substitution, and we expect this to to really gain a toehold in the next couple of years, of plastics for metal where possible, especially in um, construction, so piping for copper, and we think that 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 trend will continue, and that that's going to actually offset some of the increased demand that for metals that you see from uh, electric vehicles. So we we don't we think that the the strongest sector going forward out of the commodity complex will be energies, and we think that the industrial metal cycle is really turning over
0: here. So from an overall perspective across the various oil and non-oil commodity prices, to what extent has the COVID-19 pandemic shortened or lengthened or exaggerated the commodity cycle?
1: So I think COVID has had a really huge impact on the commodity cycle because what, what it's done is it's both, as you said, shortened it and exaggerated it. So it's made it um, more extreme, both to the upside and downside. We saw the downside, in April in the oil markets last year um, and in most markets, and and now we're seeing the upside in some markets. Um, we're seeing a strong rally in agricultural prices and industrial metals, but we've also seen a lot of stockpiling in those markets. So inventories were were built during that period, and those in, inventories are less transparent than the inventories that we see in the energy markets. The upside you know, the, the longer term upside is going to be much more dramatic than 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 we would normally expect. And so part of that is because over the last decade, we have seen, um, well, at least in the last five years, we've seen much less investment in commodity production. And so the production capacity is less. And it's certainly true to an extreme point in the energy sector. Um, and is true to some extent in the metals and mining sector as well. So you're going to see the run-up in oil prices is going to surprise people to the upside, just as it surprised people to the downside. And it's going to happen faster than it would have normally happened, where it would have happened sometime in uh, 2023, 2024. It's probably going to happen in uh, the end of this year or, or next year. And so we could easily see prices back up at $100 in crude during that period
0: do you see the amount of uh, assets under management in the commodity space increasing uh, as a result of this definitely
1: so the return to the space uh, of investors is has already started so you're seeing a big move into etfs for example into index funds but commodities are very, they all have their own fundamentals. So you don't, well, well, they are correlated to the dollar because most of them are priced in dollars. And so when the dollar weakens, most countries can buy more commodities. So demand is stronger, but in general, they all have different cycles and they have different fundamentals. And so buying just an index of commodities, especially when a normal commodity price is in a contango structure. So you have to, you have a negative roll yield so, so having somebody who is has expertise in the commodity sector and can point out the fundamental potential and and risks in different commodity sectors is critical, I think. So, so active management in commodities has seen some inflows, but not as much. It's been primarily people just looking to have this reflation trade on and buying indexes and ETFs. I think you're going to start to see people get more specialized now as this starts to play out and look for really to do this in a smarter way, to look for the markets where there is backwardation, where you're not paying away a role and where the fundamentals are more prevalent and the risk reward is, is better managed. So,
0: Kathleen, thank you for this very interesting and informative insight into the service that is provided by Queen Anne's Gate Capital. With more time, it would be interesting to discuss in greater detail your close relationships with Saudi Arabia and with OPEC. In addition, it would be interesting to learn more about your views on the non-oil commodities, particularly the agricultural commodities. The Independent Research Forum is offering a trial to the Queen Anne's Gate Capital Service and can provide details of how to subscribe to their full service. More information is available from the Independent Research Forum on request. Many thanks for listening to this IRF podcast with Kathleen Kelly, the CEO of Queen Anne's Gate Capital.